right, here we go. Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 29. We have a newbie on the mic. Say hello to Stacy. Hello, Stacy. Hello. <laughs> hello, Stacy. So Stacy's is a friend of Alan, and Alan's here. So um, she's going to talk about uh, divorce from a woman's point of view. So give us some general background, all that good stuff, and then we talk about pre, during, and post-divorce for women. A general background on my situation? Yeah, on your divorce, yeah, just generally. Okay. Um, Was married for 23 years to my grade school sweetheart. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we started um, liking each other. Fifth grade started, like, dating, quote, in eighth grade. Um, And then had, you know, a couple here and there moments where we would say, let's see other people, but we were always kind of each other's top priority. Um, Anyway, um, got married at 23, had three kids in my 30s, um, and then ended up divorcing after 23 years of marriage. Okay. So it was a it was a big life changing moment <laughs> for sure for all of us. Yeah. So let's start with the pre divorce. What kind of um, things did you go through, or and or what kind of advice can you get to others when they think about pre divorcing? Well, the pre divorce I think for women that's different than men perhaps is that uh, we we think about or I did anyway. I can't speak for all women, but. The thought process was happening for me long before I actually made the decision. Like, I just knew something wasn't quite right in my life. And it had been, um, I think, since my mom's death. My mom died. And mm-hmm. that's when kind of life became, oh, my gosh, this is this is not, this is infinite, you know. So, it's not infinite. Um, so, life became more of a reality to me and wanting to live it to my fullest. And at that point, I just started thinking about what I was missing and I couldn't put my finger on it. And over time just started peeling back the layers of my life. Like, was it, you know, without my friends, without my kids, without my house and, you know, the life that I've built for, we built is, is it where I want to be, you know, with this man? And, um, that's kind of where it all kind of hit me. So happiness, happiness, happiness is big. So that's kind of the, just the overall kind of gist of it. When you went through the pre part, did you seek guidance or did you go through the loan? No, absolutely. I had, um, I started counseling Hmm. um, probably a good year before the divorce. Wow. Um, Just, and I, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't, the counseling wasn't about the divorce. It was about Mm -hmm. my unhappiness. And, uh, and then it just generally kind of morphed into uh, finding what was making me just not happy. And I, I think it was my, just my overall situation. Um, I, again, we married at a very young age and That's we just morphed our life together. And I feel like we became more attached than in love, if that makes sense. I'm not sure. That you together so long. Yeah. That we just became. And together. so early. Yeah. Wow. No, I wasn't there, so <laughs> I was just listening. I didn't see it. <laughs> well, it was, it, was, uh, it was probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make, for sure. Yeah. Um, the pain that I had to put my kids through, my ex-husband through, um, I wouldn't want to put that on anyone. And it was the hardest decision I had to make. I'm, I, that being said, I think on the other side now, we are both 
better people for it, yeah. and it's a better situation. Playing for the armchair quarterback and looking back and saying it, it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then going through the so the during stage of the force. So let's let's talk about that. Um, what can you impart to other women? Um, I think that more likely than not, would you say most women start divorce more so than men? Who files? I think it's fifty. I, I, I think know. women. I done that yet. Uh, we're going to have to research that, but I would think that women file for divorce more so than men do because it, they're unhappy first, where men can be unhappy longer and be okay with it. Yeah, and that kind of ties into what I was sort of saying before. Like I, I kind of had made my decision long before I brought it up I, because I'd, I'd already kind of thought through the whole thing. So I'd already gone through a lot of that grief and a lot of the pain mm-hmm. that I knew that he was going to go through. And that's, I think, where a big disconnect is as well. Because like, then he didn't think that I was grieving or that I was in pain while he was in pain. But um, You had already gone through it. I'd gone through it in a, in a different time frame. Um, so I was kind of to the point of, you know, in the, in the present moment, moving through it moving through it and, and already kind of had gone through a lot of the processing. What about those people out there that are going through a tough divorce where it's like not, we talked about earlier off the mic, we talked about it being non-amicable people getting like restraining orders. I've heard all kinds of stories, so, death threats. It can be a crazy process. Emotional turmoil. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have that. We had a very yeah. amicable divorce, but um, I know a lot of people. And in fact, my husband, I, he went through a pretty bad divorce as well. My current husband. Mm-hmm. And so I can, I can see just from, you know, his, you know, reaction and his experience that it was very <laughs> trying. I have a couple of friends that went through a really tough divorce. Uh, mine wasn't that easy, but it didn't involve any type of fear or anything like that. But I think one of my funniest things was, well, funny, funny now, but not then, is that when we were going through the divorce, she wanted me to move out. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I want to see my kids. Every morning before they go to school, this that, and the other, you know, she Kramer versus Kramer attitude that you know, oh, okay. once the divorce starts, the man moves out. Mm. And uh, so I stayed downstairs in the home theater, got me, got me some uh, Egyptian sheets on the <laughs> uh, on, on the futon, and I was styling. Man, it was great, but I kept my clothes upstairs, so That's I closed it. Yeah, I remember uh, in high school there was a. Maybe it was, it doesn't matter, but it was back in either junior high or high school. And it was a friend that I had grown up with and their parents or her parents got divorced and they supposedly couldn't afford to live separate. So they converted the garage and uh, her mom lived in the garage and for a long time. I was going to say during the divorce or like after, after, during and after. Well, a lot of people now can't afford to be live separate. A lot of people can't afford divorce, so they still live in the same house at different levels, things like that. So, yeah, it's it's that was, I thought it was rather fascinating because, you know, I, I would have the same opinion as your wife mm-hmm. or ex-wife is that gotta go. Mm-hmm. I actually <laughs> was gonna. the one that left in our situation. Yeah. I left mm-hmm. the home. She left first because I wasn't going anywhere, so she yeah. left and got an apartment and. I wasn't going anywhere. Plus, I wasn't a threat. I'm a nice guy. (laughs) I am. I'm a teddy bear with with very big hands. But yeah, no, I I I left. But she asked me to go, and I said, "Yeah, that's fine." So I left. Um, But you know, things were falling apart. I was same same as you, Stacy. That I I knew something was wrong, 
and I just couldn't put my finger on it. Um, and then I, I, we both had issues, but I was too young to, to figure it out. You know, we were, there's a seven years age difference where she was yeah. older than me. I think the hard thing is knowing when to pull that trigger. Going to counseling probably helped tremendously, but a lot of people don't do that and they, they vacillate back and forth on when to pull the trigger, you know, and once, once again, staying it too long. They try to right. save it, but, uh, from my standpoint, I tried to stay in it as long as I could, just do everything I could to make it work, and then eventually, you know. So. Yeah. Now, I stayed in mine for the, because I, I, at the time, I had, um, had an injury that required, well, I didn't know at that time, but um, I needed two knee surgeries, and the first, first go around was $21,000. Well, I didn't have that, you know. And uh, the next surgery, I was—they were saying that I was going to need again. So, I stuck around for the insurance. Hey. Um, and I come to find out later that, you know, uh, I think it's federal law. I'd have to double check on that, but federal law is that uh, if you're married and you have a pre pre-existing condition, that the spouse can't kick you off the insurance. Oh wow! Yeah, I did did not know that. So. Um, that's interesting. But the big thing that I would recommend to anybody who's thinking about divorce uh, or unsure about it, go see a lawyer. Yeah. Go just talk to them. Um, they'll tell you, you know, what it's going to cost. Not just not just the financial cost, but the you know the cost of you know realization of oh, okay, I didn't think about insurance. I didn't think about uh, what do we do with the kids There's in school. What do you do about you know. We didn't use lawyers, uh, honestly. We used a, a mediator. Well, oh, well, yeah. at least you still had somebody. It was amicable, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least, the, you know, the mediator knows what yeah, that's going on. Yeah. So at least you sought legal advice or yeah. had legal help. Yeah. My ex wanted me to use her lawyer. Oh, I no. kid you not. <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. Oh, you can. Uh, yeah, you uh, can. Yeah, you can. It's, I don't think it, they're allowed to represent both people. It's like using a mediator, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I think really? you can. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. But it didn't happen. No, so let's just say it didn't happen. No. So what about people that stay in it for the kids? I, you always hear that. Go. People stay in it for the kids. It's, I say kids are not expendable. Kids are <laughs> <they're> resilient. <laughs> resilient. Thank you. Not expendable. Thank you. Kids kids are resilient. Yeah. Uh, more so than you think. And and I think it affects older kids more than younger kids because if Johnny's four and he goes between mom and dad's house. This is just the new that's all he knows. Yeah, that's new normal. But when they're twelve, and yada yada yada, that's I think that's huge. Yeah. But, and I think nowadays, you know, the, the I don't know what the divorce rate is. Was it fifty percent or I think it was better? It's or, over fifty now. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's more common because I, I even when I was a kid, uh, I was talking to my parents. Uh, you know, they've been married fifty four years now. Anyhow, when I uh, when I was a kid, I, t- I went up to him and said, you know, hey, when are you guys getting divorced? Because all my friends, <laughs> said, their parents were getting divorced. I just yeah. thought that was the normal. That was the thing to do. That's, so when are you two getting a divorce? And, yeah. You know, my mom's like, why? What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's your dad been doing? And, I, you know, I, I didn't understand that. But either way, it was um, – but you're right. I think kids are, are – they're pretty resilient. They understand – 
more than we give them credit oh, for. Oh, yeah. Kids, yeah. kids and, know way ahead of time, I think. And, you know, they see, you know, they, oh, well, that's normal for mom and dad to fight like that. Or or just the, the animosity or the lack of love shown in the, in the home. And you don't want you don't want to do that. You yeah. want to, um, I, I just wanted my kids to know that they need to leave to live their truth. And I mean, I had to live my truth. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of what just kept shining through for me was this is not my truth that I'm living, and um, I need to be true to myself, which is being true to my kids and, and actually being true to my husband. Yep. Um, because I can't, I don't, I don't want to pretend anymore. No, um, yeah. So, Good. and also, I think that it empowers them to uh, especially my girls to make sure that they they have a, an ability to support themselves as they get older because the hardest thing or that would it would have been hard if i didn't have my own income and all that to have to rely on my husband's income to mm-hmm. you know support me through the whole thing but when you have your own career you know you feel like you're you, you have the ability to kind of make that step a lot sooner than somebody that maybe doesn't so Unlike Alan's situation where his parents been together over 50 years, my parents are divorced. So when I got divorced, I was like, man, uh, two strikes. And so I think about my kids, think about them. And grandma and grandpa were divorced and mom and dad divorced. Well, what do you tell them? Because my feeling is it's like, man, this is, you know, we're headed down a rabbit hole. This family okay. sucks. Well, <clears throat> one thing, and I, unfortunately, I did not learn this during my divorce. But uh, communication is huge. I, you know, I, I tell all my friends, and he goes, "Well, my ex or my husband isn't doing this. Well, did you tell him? Or my wife isn't doing that. You know, well, did you tell him? Because yeah. hell, I can't read my own mind, much less somebody else's. So, I mean, if they, if you don't know, or if they don't know you're unhappy, then that's on you. Now, after that fact, if you tell them you're unhappy and you haven't tried to, you know, or haven't come to a, a, uh, an agreement on what that, what the problems may be, then, then you need to uh, approach that or go down that road of mm-hmm. looking at divorce or separation or whatever it may be. But, and that's, you know, that's not just for divorce. That's any relationship, whether it's work, friends, yeah. whatever. I mean, if you, if you're not telling or not communicating, to the the other party, or even being true to yourself or honest to yourself, and saying, "Yeah, I don't like this," or "I'm going to stick in it, stick for it for the kids," or "Stay in a job too long for the pay," or whatever it may be. For the insurance. Yeah, insurance, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you know, if you're not if you're not communicating what your feelings, then you know the other party is not responsible yeah. for it. That, that's on you. Yeah, and I'm trying to instill in my kids that. Happiness is not derived externally from another person. It is derived from you mm-hmm. and your internal um, work and, you know, just being able to invest that time and energy into yourself. And when you can become completely independent and happy, then you can actually take on a partner that, um, in, in, what word I'm looking for, um, just increases, you know, your happiness. Your happiness and you guys are, you know, a, a good team versus relying on that person for your every uh, situation of, of being happy. You know, it's, it's unrealistic and it's not fair to the other person. No, also. that's true. Well, and we've talked about that. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, if you're not happy with yourself, then you how can't can you be? get somebody else to make you happy. Right. Yeah, because, you know, 
it's it's like you know looking at a, another person to to make you happy is just like oh I'm going to go buy this car and it's going to make me happy right. or or if I had more money it's going to make me happy right. which well, I could try it, it helps you know, I, I could try <laughs> <laughs> you know you know you got a you, you got a cockeyed front derailleur and you know the back derailleur is nice and it's still going to be jacked you have so, a front derailleur yeah front derailleur come on. Oh God! <laughs> I just yeah. told on myself. Oh, Twenty-one speed, <laughs> old school. Okay. The one by Swin. One by yeah. Yeah, Swin. <laughs> Love it. We'll get you there. Walmart. So for those of you who don't know what that is, you're talking about bikes, <laughs> bicycles, bicycles, not sex. <laughs> one by. Well, I hope you're not talking about sex. The one by <laughs> the front derailleur, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh. What about emotional decisions? That's a tough one. If you get into um, where you're trying to split stuff up and you have emotional attachments to things, it's sometimes you just sit back and make that decision a little bit later. Maybe not make that decision right away. Like when you're dividing things up in the house. Yeah, that, or- uh, moving, uh, kids in school. I mean, there's so many decisions to make right. when you get divorced. Well, that's what I was talking about with the lawyer. The lawyer will, yeah. or, you know, some, um, or know, someone who knows more than you. Yeah, because because there's just so many things that people tell you that it's just not true, you know about about the laws. It sounds sounds legitimate, but yeah, that's off the topic of what you were asking. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for my case, um, when I left, I um, you know I was fighting. You know, I was saying, oh, I want half the house. I want you know do all this stuff, and then I get to thinking about it realistically, like. Yeah, you know, she's got two kids. I have one. I I had more resources that I could rely on rather than, you know, forcing her to you know to move out or find out an apartment or doing whatever. And then, you know what? Have the house. Go. For it. It's yours. Find those things that you have to. They're worth fighting over. You know. You know, make make that choice. Don't fight over it. Say, oh, the washer and dryer. Well, screw that. You know. Yeah. I I got the washer and dryer. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> We uh, we've been together for so long that everything was so even. I mean, mm-hmm. really, like the amount of uh, time, energy, money that we put into the relationship, the house, everything, our life. Um, we really just split everything down the middle. And um, with things, it was just kind of a given, like who was going to get what because yeah. of like what kind of affinity you had towards it and how much who you used it did. the most. Yeah, and it was <laughs> very actually very easy. And then I I also got to a point where I just I just didn't want to invest any more emotion in any of that kind yeah. of stuff anymore because it just was just stuff. Important. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The, it comes down to the stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're going to have the dog in the divorce decree, and th- there was going to be visitations on that. And I was like, no, no, that's, we're done. I mean, I'm taking the damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> the story. <laughs> we're, we're done with it. You didn't even yeah. want the dog in the first place. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, you know, then, then I think it becomes like when it's not amicable, you know, they try to hurt you. It becomes a. Yeah. A hurt fest, and I've seen it. I've heard of it, and it's uh, it's is is very interesting. Well, how a divorce turns into I want to hurt that person as much as I can, and so, so it shows just letting in different it go. Ways. It's not just material. Oh yeah, That's, oh yeah. So yeah, and I've heard of the wife cleared out the bank account, um, took some took the credit cards and racked up some money mm-hmm. out of them. Oh, and just, yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I've not done that. Um, but 
but it all comes kind of back, doesn't it? Like when you go when you end the day and you're like, with yeah, your supposed to, yeah. When you when to, you do the supposedly supposedly, supposedly supposed to come well, back. What, yeah. what happened in the, the situation that I heard about? Um, it uh, the lawyer said, "No, you're not going to. It's not going to make any difference. You can bring it up to to the judge, and the judge isn't going to care." But the big picture, that person is done. Yeah, that's a big yeah. picture. That's the that's the biggest picture of all. So. And everybody gets to move on. And that's a new thing too that they said that in the divorce recovery class that you move on to create your new reality. Yes, and uh, so which true. is sometimes tough because some people don't want to move on. They want to stay on divorce. You divorce me. How could you do that? And they never actually move on to a different plane. They're like stuck there. Yeah. No, I I, I get that because I I carried a. A torch for my ex for quite a few. And I didn't realize it until uh, until I saw her at at Walmart, and I realized it was funny. It was like ten years later mm-hmm. that I was like, "Wow, why why am I carrying this?" No, I just poof, cut it, let it go, and didn't look back. Took the Olympic torch and just extinguished it. <sighs> you know, I didn't do anything stupid like, "Oh, I'm gonna go stalk her or go," you know, or do anything like that. I just, I had this whole thing, in, you know, in my heart for her. And I carried it, I mean, I carried it for a long time and I didn't realize that I, I was doing that. I went to counseling after my, after my divorce. I mean, we went to marriage counseling together mm-hmm. and kind of a funny story, but I'll, maybe I shouldn't tell it. But, um, after I, I said, you know, this is working for me. So I continued on to, with counseling and, um, Start dating your counselor. What's that? You start dating your counselor. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, he, he was a 30-year... Not yet. <laughs> he was 30-year chaplain. So I, oh. I think, oh, he... Oh, well, yeah, yeah that, think, that's, that's probably why he did. And you never know, Will. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm sorry. No, no it's not just, right. It's funny. It's, it's hilarious. It's funny as hell. <laughs> but... Uh, no, I, uh, um, yeah, and I, I learned a lot about myself. You know, we're, we're talking about growing, um, g- growing through the divorce rather than just, you know, it's like, oh, we're done. I think that's one of your topics, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Not going, growing through a divorce. Um, yeah, I learned a lot about myself. It, you know, I, I got married or I, we, we got together at 23 ish. I got, and she was, like I said, was older than me. Um, and by the time I was 30, you know, we were, we were done and I grew, you know, as a person and Mm -hmm. she grew as a person, but we just grew apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't grow together as, as a couple. I think that's interesting because I feel like I always have, uh, tried to just self-improve. Like I Mm -hmm. think it's just, just one of my qualities or something. I just always have tried to do things better and you know whether it's emotionally physically you know spiritually um and i feel like that we just weren't on the same plane at the the, you know at the time and um, that makes a big difference like if you're not with somebody that's into the same uh sort of you know mindset as growing of growing i didn't realize it at the time that and that i was growing as becoming my own person and you know because i was like i said i was you know, in my twenties. Um, but as I, as I got older then I, I just started realizing, wait a minute, I am, 
I am my own person. I'm not the person that she wants me to be. And, you know, she wanted me to be a certain way. Um, this is my perspective of it, but, you know, but I felt that I, I started to grow up and become my own person. And, um, that wasn't the person that she married. It's interesting that you say that because I remember throughout my marriage, like really young and even to the, like kind of the divorce year that I, I realized after I got divorced that I've been trying to change him, his entire, our entire marriage. I've been trying to change this person. And Mm. that's where I was like, the light went off and I was like, okay, well, that's a big lesson there. So, so hopefully as humans, we're not destined destined to repeat the mistakes in the past. So hopefully we learn from that first relationship. And I think, and this applies to dating too, sometimes we put those unrealistic expectations on the next person. And that's so tough to let go. Well, she did this or he did that. And that's a different podcast, of course. Right. Well, and I know for myself, and I, I, just recently, I'd say in the past five or so years, learned this, that I was dating the same person. You know, just change the name. You know, they're the same. They've same, never done that. Same yeah. time. And I, and I just was blaming, well, why are women all this, you know, they're all crazy or all this or that or whatever. And I said, nope. What's the common denominator and all that? The Alan. It's women. <laughs> Alan. Women. Yeah. And, and Females. Yeah. And it took me a long time to... Think, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm attracted to the crazy. So how do you break that mold? Yeah, well, I, I think once you finally admit it, then you... Oh, okay. Because it's, it's... That you see it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll give a quick example. Just the other day, I was um, out with some friends, and there was this this uh, woman that was in the group. I was like, man, I kind of like her. I don't know. You know, just, it was... I was attracted to her. And then I, I took a step back and I was like, why am I attracted to her? Because she's not... The, um, just not the t- type of person that I normally you know, physically look look at. So the crazy person or non crazy person? The, she was crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say it. she wasn't crazy. She just had those, um, the broken, the the wounded bird. And I lo- I love I love fixing. That's that. a tough thing to admit. Wow, <laughs> that is a tough you, thing to admit. How did you welcome that in your there, life? There's so many oh, men I, and women. That like that wounded bird thing. Ooh, yeah. No, thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, and I, I've realized that that's what I'm attracted to. Mm. And so once I, once I realized, and then I just took a step back, like, oh, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that yeah, I, now that on. I see it, I, I can just let it go. Mm. Um, and you know, I, well, for me, why I was attracted to that, and I figured this out in, with counseling, was that. Uh, I like to work on other people because that way I don't have to work on myself. Mm, look at that. It's interesting because my now husband, when he was getting divorced and he was in his chaos, um, I could tell he was very broken. Like whatever happened in their marriage had a detrimental effect on his emotional status and state. And uh, I decided, I, I didn't decide. I just, I knew that he had to just work it out. Yep. In his own head. Yeah. So I just really gave him the space to do that. And gosh, I'm really glad I did because, I mean, I don't want to get involved in that. I already had my own stuff to go on, yeah. you know, going on. So I think one of the things I did that I probably shouldn't have done, but I don't regret it, was date when I was going through my divorce. Mm. And, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I I was, did that. oh, boy. Yeah. It was, it wasn't yeah. pretty. 
Well, I, and that's what caused the divorce for me, is that we you got did. separated, and I started dating while I was separated. Huh. I was like, nope, I should have waited until papers yeah. were done, yeah. and then then started. Cause but it made me much. a better man, though. Good for you. Because yeah. it didn't, it, <laughs> it messed me up. Our divorce was pretty quick. I mean, it happened like three months. And 18 it. months. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, a year and I, a half. Wow. The well, separation was longer than the second the time. Divorce. Year and a half. Oh. Yeah, ours yeah. was too, I think. Oh, maybe not. About the same. Oh. And mine was pretty quick. God. Year uh, and a half. Damn. Yeah. Long time. That's turmoil. Wow. And we got separated and then got back together. And then December 26th, I was out. And by June, June 20th. I so that. six months. Uh, well, that's when the actual paperwork. Came out. So we, but we were done because the lawyers like to hang on to stuff. Don't you have like a thirty-day waiting period? I think. Yeah, they do in now. Colorado, they do now. Yeah. For, uh, for for what? Just to get divorced, start to finish. Oh, I think and if you have kids, it's, uh, it's longer. Ninety yeah. days. Yeah. In the state of Colorado, they make you go to that parenting class. Did you, oh yes. And <laughs> that's those nineteen forty-five videos that's, look like a nuclear holocaust. It's like oh, wow. seriously, guys. And, yeah. You know, if you're feeling bad about yourself or you're not sure about oh. how you're raising your kids, <laughs> go to one of those. Oh. Then you're like, why am I not parent of the year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many totally people in that class. That. Oh, oh that was. And to listen to them, that was talk, listen to the the people that attend it, and it's like, you really do that? What? Yeah. Yeah. But there's a, hey, but there's some people out there that use the kids as battering rams. I'm trying to tell oh, you, yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard it and uh, seen it on other people where they use them as battering rams. You know, they yeah. they they run communications through them, yeah. which is which what you shouldn't do, no, no matter what age, doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, my daughter's mother, which is not my ex-wife, she do, she does that. Yeah. She still does that. I mean, and. Oh, she does it to with her other kids, but not. Gotcha. I mean, I, I don't talk to that woman <laughs> at all. I know people that can still be cordial with their exes, and we're cordial. Yeah, and that's awesome. You know, that's they true. can raise kids together, but I don't think it's meant for everybody. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We do. I mean, I do, we do it for the kids I know, and yeah. we have such a long history. It's yeah. almost impossible to not, uh, you know, have some kind of like. I mean, I do care about the, yeah. him as a person, and I, I don't want to cause him any harm or do anything. You yeah. know, I want life to be easy. What's that like? For him. What's and that like? Which part? All that. Uh, it's, I mean. <laughs> I'm just asking. I, I just, That's awesome, though. That is awesome. I try awesome. not to create conflict. Yeah. I try to stay away from all that. Yeah. So. You know, I think it probably flows better. Definitely better than the alternative. Because right now, I do text and email. Some phone. Not, not very much phone. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, I, I mean, it wasn't always perfect and you know there's a lot of he was he was pretty hurt so i mean there was a lot of bad, bad stuff yeah. going on for a while but um i can understand that i mean i've seen it where the they use the kids yeah you know the woman that i knew that her um they were going through a divorce and she was just talking so much trash about her the kids' father or the, you know her ex or soon to be ex-husband mm-hmm. in front of them to them and like you need to stop that. That is just, I mean, that's detrimental to the kids. Yeah, I think you so. Know, if you're just trying to be mean and mean spirited, yeah, you know, go slash his tires, do something like that, but don't, don't get the kids involved. Don't get the kids involved. Yeah. I had a friend who, um, uh, they did the week on week off parenting. Mm-hmm. 
That's what we do. Which, which I loved, but I was a hard week when they were gone. But uh, the one week they were supposed to go back, uh, one of the boys was in the bathroom a long time, and you know the dad was like, "Hey, let's let's go. I got to drop you off your mom's," and, and he comes out with this big backpack. He goes, "What's in the backpack? Nothing. There's toilet paper in the backpack." The kid's mom told him to steal toilet paper from dad and bring it to her house. <laughs> so they got, so the dad had to call the mom and say, look, let's take a step back here and not use the kids as batting rams. You know, they don't go to Walmart and steal. They shouldn't steal from dad. So dad had to have a heart to heart with them wow, before they left. That's... Yeah, it was, yeah. The craziness that my friend went through was very interesting. Yeah, he could write a book on it or maybe do a podcast on it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I my divorce was pretty. Uh, I don't want to say ugly. It just was not very friendly. Yeah. Uh, but because we didn't have any kids together, she had two. I had my one, and we separated. But what sucked about it was, is that because they weren't my kids, I didn't have any recourse legally to yeah. to for visitation or any anything. Of that stuff. And you had grown to like them. So yeah, I mean, one of my friends. Got his full custody of his two kids, and one was junior high, one was high school, and that happens more and more with dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More and more dads I know are getting full custody because a lot of moms are checking out, which I don't understand. But that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But a lot of moms are checking out compared to what it was before. Because used to be, uh, I I think the courts were more mom centered. Oh, I, let's not think. They yeah, were, and are. yeah. Are they turning around? It, not quick enough, but yes. <laughs> but I think they are. Because before, the dad used to just had to bend over. But I think dads now are, are getting a little bit more respect and fairness. My daughter and her mother. Um, yeah, it was it was awful with the how um, mom centric it was. Mm-hmm. I, I would come in and say, "Okay, look, mom's doing this, this, and this, and this, and here's proof of." This, this, and this. It didn't matter. But uh, I want to thank uh, Alan and Stacy for coming by. Thank you, Stacy. Sure. For I your like words of wisdom and hope you can impart some knowledge to some people out there. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.